For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. We're talking about practice, man. You're listening to Philly Sports with Giovanni. It felt really good to prove to everybody, but not only that, prove to ourselves that we we had great potential. And through the year, we just kept passing tests and passing tests. And eventually, we were the team to beat. Here's the man, the myth, the legend, Giovanni Hamilton. Welcome back to Philly Sports with Giovanni. Today I have on Wayne Johnson. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I uh, had surgery uh, probably a little over a month ago or close to it and uh, healing up and get ready to get into a walking boot soon. So I'm ready for that. I'm tired of this scooter life, even though uh, when you go in airports, you can scoot around pretty fast on them. So I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always going as fast as I can in my wheelchair. I, f- I feel like I, I can scoot uh, a lot faster than I can walk through the airport. So getting around, it's like I'm on a Razor scooter again. Yeah. Um, all right. So I have a few questions for you. Um, yes, sir. The first one is, what was your favorite moment of the Super Bowl? Well, my favorite moment of the Super Bowl was probably the closing seconds and uh, right before – you know, the buzzer went off and it erupted. I kind of sat on the bench and I just watched everybody go crazy and just uh, soak it in. Uh, so really, that, that was probably my favorite moment. Um, you know, immediately when the buzzer went off and then for about 10, 15 seconds, I just kind of sat there and watched everybody run around. Then I joined in, but it was it was really cool. Yeah, uh, that was really cool just for people at home too. I, I remember that. It was crazy. Yeah, man, it was long overdue, and uh, hey, man, we got a, uh, you know, we got some years ahead. We got to put in some work, try to and try to get another one. Yeah, I think we can too. I think we can too. What's your favorite part about being a O lineman and protecting the quarterback? My favorite part about being an O lineman is uh, the guys that I play with because. Really, our job is to uh, serve others, and it's a weird position in sports because everybody's you know usually scoring points or contributing somehow. So we don't really have stats except you know games played, really. Um, but it's really all about the guys. You know, we're all putting in the same amount of work, and we all have to be a cohesive unit. You know, there's a lot of communication, a lot of calls that Kelsey makes, the center may make, or and you have to be ready to uh, switch assignments if he makes a different call. So I like the camaraderie of it. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, 
that's the favorite part about being online. Oh yeah, and you get to eat pretty good too. So yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't have to watch your figure as much. <laughs> um. So last week I was on a few podcasts with uh my friend Chris Long. Um, Chris Long. <laughs> I that guy. Um, do you have any funny stories about him? Uh, yeah. I mean, I used to when he would when he was with us. I used to just uh, mess with him a lot. Um, he used to always eat clean, and I would joke about you know if he was being the old guy or something like that, just to get under his skin. But uh, probably just uh, yeah, just just everyday dinner con- or breakfast conversations with him. He'd always have something funny, some some funny song he may have listened to, something funny he may have watched. So. Seems like every time I was around him, I was either laughing or uh, or laughing at him. So, um, and that was probably the best part about it. Um, what career path would you have chosen if you weren't playing football? You know what? That's a that's a great question. Um, you know, uh, do you know Chris's brother Kyle Long? Mm-hmm. Well, me and him, we were uh, drafted the same draft year, 2013, and he. Um, he said, Lane, if you weren't such a great athlete, you'd be working at Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> and I said, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to take offense to that because, hey, I, I wouldn't mind fishing clinics at the Bass Pro Shops. So if I do any other line of work, if I could be a competitor, I'd like to be, be a pro bass fisherman. But if I had to work a regular job, I mean, my family has been in the construction business for a very long time. So I figured I'd maybe learn to trade, jump in, and uh, fully invest in that. So. That'd be my my second career choice behind being a fisherman. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for being on, man. It means a lot. Um, I know you're still trying to get back healthy, um, and I can't wait to see you next year. Hey, I can't wait to see you at training camp, man. I hope hopefully this COVID stuff clears and we can get you back out there. That's the best part about training camp. Training camp. Every day you walk out, you're greeted in and you're greeted out, man. There's nothing better. And I appreciate you. And uh, I'm going to catch up on my Cobra Kai. So next time we talk, more to talk about it All right. on that. All right, brother. Best Thank of luck you. to you. Yes, Bye. sir. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Philly Sports with Giovanni. Um... Today I have some special guests on. I have Gail from Fourth and John and E Rock. What's up, guys? Merry Merry belated Christmas. Yeah. And a happy new year to you. Gio, let me tell you something. It is a depressing day for all Philadelphia Eagles fans this Monday, but being able to spend it with you. It's definitely sort of brightening up our, at least my day. I know it's brightening up Gail's day, and uh, at least we can all kind of commiserate together and, uh, you know, try to get through past this Dallas Cowboys loss together. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to be in a group of guys that all are in the same kind of fields. Uh, you know, some people, you know, after a loss, they try to handle it different, different ways. But I know in this room right here, the guys in this room, you know, they get it. You know, it's disappointing. It's heartbreak. The team drug us back in. We thought we could make a run. Uh, but the reality is we're the worst team in the worst division and probably in NFL history. 
when we thought we had the leg up on everybody. Isn't that the weird part, Gail? Like, we thought we had the leg up on everybody. Here we were with a veteran quarter, quarterback, with Doug Peterson, who's, you know, d- despite COVID and despite the lack of preseason and the light, despite, despite the lack of offseason meetings, the system was in place. We were coming back with our defensive coordinator, all these veteran coaches, basically the same scheme in place. And meanwhile, you have the Dallas Cowboys with Mike McCarthy down there not being able to implement the new system. You have Ron Rivera down in Washington. You have Joe Judge, a brand-new head coach that really doesn't have any offensive or defensive ties or anything like that. Dude was a special teams coach, going to all going to brand-new teams. We thought that we had the leg up on everybody else, and we are the first ones to be eliminated, and we are the worst team in the worst division of football. You're 100% correct, Gail. Hurts. It hurts. No pun intended. Hurts. It does hurt. Um, last night's game reminded me of uh, the first game uh, against the Washington football team. The Eagles came out balling. They put some points on the board early, but then I don't know what happened. It just all fell apart. Mm. Mm. Isn't that I mean, a big X gave you that, that uh, you know, play from past uh it gave you a vibe you thought you know we're gonna we're gonna go up we're 14 we're up 14 to 3 um against our you know our, our hated rivals i feel like this team has a vibe and then the play calling just fell apart and it just seems like the offense stalled uh and we saw the same old kind of doug show up again um and that's the depressing part whether it's carson at qb and now jalen hurts um it just seems like the play calling, no rhyme or reason. I think Miles Sanders finally get gets 15 carries on the year um, in a game. Uh, but still, he went, I felt like he went away from the run way too early. Yeah. Went away from the run way too early. Went a run away from the run way too many times during this. I mean, wasn't it last year where we were saying that the Eagles can't score a point in the opening quarter of a game like there was that consecutive and this year it seems to be the exact opposite this year it seems to be that the first 15 20 scripted plays look pretty good and then when Doug gets off script he almost panics he almost doesn't know what to do once he gets off script and he has to start thinking on the fly that's where Doug Peterson's really that situational awareness comes into play or lack thereof situational awareness. I mean, Gio, you talked about, you know, the the first game of the season against the Washington football team coming out guns a blazing, then falling flat um, in week one. You know, I, I, I can't help but look back at that Bengals game and just think to myself, Doug Peterson in overtime with time expiring against a rookie quarterback decided to punt and play for the tie. I knew, I knew the jig was up right there. I, 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 I knew that the, the, the fraud in this franchise, the fraud in Doug Peterson was going to rear its ugly head because when you're doing, making those kind of decisions in season and then getting, like Gail said, getting away from the run and just play calling that makes absolutely no sense against the people that you're playing. Um, it's been rough. It's been real rough. Yeah. Um, everyone keeps yelling about the QB problem. There's bigger issues, the play calling, the lack of run game, and the O-line. It's just, I don't get why people are focused on picking sides on quarterback, because last night, as we all saw, 
um, Jalen Hurts was playing similar to Carson Wentz this season. Um, and it goes to show you how much the coach is playing into these quarterbacks. And it's not Carson's fault. I think, uh, you, you know, you're talking about having a plan in place for the, the quarterback that, who's under the uh, center. Uh, and if you're talking about Wentz uh, and some of his downfalls early in the season, we look at how he was being utilized, how he's being rolled out, the lack of dr- window dressing they put on this offense, you know, uh, you know, just having pre-snap motion, just little things that we wanted Doug to address, run the ball, protect uh, Carson from some of his early mistakes, make him feel comfortable. The only way he feels comfortable is you get a run game going, get the play action going. Uh, then you look at Jalen Hurts, you know, obviously a rookie, but um, gave us a spark that we needed. But again, some of the, some of the play calling was very vanilla. Um, and anyone who could, could see it, you could see, you know, a lot of the plays that were being made were by the athleticism of Jalen Hurts. Um, but do I trust Doug, Doug Peterson to put these guys in a better situation? Um, I'm, I'm having real questions, and that's where I'm at right now. And Gio, I, I want I want to put this very delicately because I know Carson's your guy. I know Carson's your guy, but also Carson hasn't played well. I mean, I think we can all kind of admit this that Carson has missed uh, some receivers. Carson hasn't played well. He, he held on to the ball a little bit too young. And when we take a look at you know the the quarterback situation, which everybody seems to be focusing on. You know, it, it, it really – I don't focus on it more as a Hurts versus Wentz or Wentz versus Hurts or this quarterback versus that quarterback. I just kind of look at it as, you know, I've watched enough football outside of the Eagles and for long enough to know when something just seems broken. You know, when a situation just seems like it's not right and – you know, kind of like a bad relationship, Gio, you'll, you'll get to learn this later on in life. Like sometimes you can keep trying to force the issue, force the issue, force the issue when really the two parties might thrive better in just with a change of scenery. Uh, we, we, you know, we've seen this in the league. We've seen this with Ryan Tannehill in Miami going to Tennessee. We've seen this with, you know, Nelson Aguilar, maybe going from Philadelphia to Oakland. We've seen this with, you know, other players, specifically quarterbacks, where they just sometimes you can go into a situation, Gio, and you'll learn this throughout your life. You'll go into a situation with the best of intentions and good people will try to do achieve a common goal. And sometimes they do. But for whatever reason, it just it just doesn't work out. You know, it doesn't mean that they're bad people or that, you know, that, you know, one person was trying to you know, kind of screw over the other person. Sometimes it just means that a change of scenery is needed. And Carson, I think his career can be resurrected. I just don't know that it's here, you know? And I, and, and I think we can all root for Carson, be fans for Carson. And man, who knows? Maybe it still, still will be with the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, Carson has to shoulder the blame that he's responsible for. But you were absolutely right. There's larger issues, i.e. Howie Roseman, i.e. Doug Peterson, i.e. Jim Schwartz, i.e. lack of talent, i.e. bad draft picks and stuff like that. So it's not just Carson, but Carson does have to take some of the blame. I mean, in the city of Philadelphia, the quarterback will always shoulder the blame if you catch L's. Um, 
as consistently as we were catching L's and as unproductive as the offense was, um, they'll look straight to the quarterback and they'll look to the coach. And that, you know, that is what it is. Um, again, at the end of the day, you, you start looking at how, how this whole puzzle is put together, who's putting the, the puzzle together, um, the lack of, you know, the poor drafting, which is we had a window on Carson's rookie, rookie deal to be successful. And the only way to be successful was to hit in rounds one to, you know, four, one to three at least. Um, and we didn't. Um, now we're in cap hell. <laughs> now we're, we're, we're asking uh, for playmakers to be playmakers that are off the street um, in positions of need. Um, and that's what you're seeing on the field. So. Isn't that a sin, Gail, too? The person who's probably most responsible for all this is the one who's going to keep his job. Is that a riot? <laughs> we need the football guy. ASAP. ASAP Rocky. That's that's tough. If you guys were Jeffrey Lurie, what changes would you be making in the offseason? Uh, if, I'm, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring in the football guy. Um, ideally, I'd, 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 I'd kind of move on from the whole situation because I feel like uh, the same issue keeps arising with the draft and, and uh, player personnel and injuries. I think a lot of things need to be changed. You can't keep on doing the same thing over and expect different results. I think of having Dorsey in the building, that was interesting how that was – out of thin air, it was like, oh, no, oh, Dorsey's in the building. Oh, he's consulting. What does that mean? Um, if he's going to have say, um, you know, and he does a phenomenal job, he'll probably he'll leave after this season. So you want someone here who's going to be here for the long haul. And uh, I think Doug Peterson. I think if you have Doug Peterson here, here, and you bring an offensive coordinator who balls out and his offense looks great that offensive coordinator is also going to leave after a phenomenal year, you hope. Um, so I think you really do need some changes. It's weird uh, looking at Doug Peterson and what he's brought to this um, fan base, Super Bowl. But then you look at the regression year after year. You know, you, you almost make it to the NFC uh, title. You make the NFC title game and you almost to the NFC title game. You, you're losing the wild card. Now we're out of the playoffs. So we have regressed. So change needs to, needs to come. I think, but I only think it's going to be one. I think, I feel like Doug's going to be a uh, scapegoat. There's, there's a, there's a big contrast in, in what I think the Eagles should do. And if I was Jeffrey Lurie, what, what I would do, if I was Jeffrey Lurie, what I would do is pretty much clean house uh, and start fresh. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't, it wasn't, long ago once upon a time where the Eagles started cleaned house and started fresh almost completely at the end of Chip Kelly's tenure everybody was fired everybody was gone they brought in a head coach that nobody seemed to want named Doug Peterson he brought in his own staff two years later they're winning the Super Bowl all right so it doesn't mean that that the rebuild is going to take long but if I was going to do it I would fire Doug I would I, I honestly I, I'd probably trade Wentz I'm not I'm not interested in, in finding you know, spending years trying to fix Carson. 
Uh, I would I would get rid of Howie. I'd bring in all new front personnel uh, as far as talent evaluators, or at least keep the ones that you thought had the best voice that was being ignored by Howie Roseman, and 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 kind of and kind of just start from scratch. Um, you've got some really good young pieces on this team. Continue to build around them, and just just a complete overhaul. Now, what I think's going to happen is uh, the Eagles are going to take, and I've said this for at least a a month now, I I think the Eagles are going to take a very 76ers approach to this this situation. And by 76ers approach, I do not mean the process. I mean what they've done recently. I think Howie stays, you know, for better or for worse, Howie's going to stay, but they're going to bring in, and they already really have with Dorsey, you know, some veteran, respected talent evaluators that can start really kind of holding Howie's hand through this draft process and helping him evaluate pro pro personnel and college scouting. Uh, I think they move on from Doug. I don't think Doug would mind if they moved on from Doug. Um, And at the time I, I said they would back their star players like, you know, kind of the 76ers back Joel and Ben. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. It's going to be an interesting off season to see whether, you know, do they do they receive any phone calls about Carson Wentz? Does Frank Reich pick up the phone, thinking I, I got a great relationship with this guy? I've got an aging quarterback in Philip Rivers. I can get him back to his former 2017 self. Do, do the San Francisco 49ers pick up the phone? Do the Eagles want to dump that you know some of that contract off? Um, do they decide to go with Hurts? Do they decide to bring in a new head coach and now it's a open quarterback competition in in, in training camp? So that's what I think. What, what I what I would want to happen is clean house. What I think is going to happen is they bring in some personnel guys to help Howie. Howie sticks around the fire, Doug, and I, I don't know what they do with the quarterback position, but it's going to be interesting to find out. Who are you guys rooting for for the Super Bowl now? <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm I'll continuously root for Uncle Andy and. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes' style of football is so exciting. Um, I think uh, it would be interesting to see uh, the Packers. Uh, my friend's son, A.J. Dillon, who had a phenomenal day yesterday. I'd like to see him get a Super Bowl ring with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers – I mean, if you look at the Packers, you know, their, their head coach has infused a different energy um, and to his play. I think, you know, they, they brought in a, a – a quarterback to replace him and hey Aaron Rodgers is balled out um insanely so I feel like uh watching uh Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl that would, that would be pretty interesting now I couldn't agree with you more Gail I mean it's it's uh it's also you take a look at the likability factor of all the other teams like let's say the NFC you know, I don't, I don't like the Saints. I don't like the fans. The fans are a bunch of crybabies. I hope they never see the Super Bowl again, to be honest with you. I know you don't uh, like Brady either. What's that? But I know you don't like Brady either. I don't like, I, you know, I don't like Brady. He won't shake Nick Foles' hands. He's a crybaby. I don't, you know what I mean? So, so really the only likable team that I see out there that I, I could see myself rooting for with the same rooting interest that I had last year, and that's Uncle Andy. And the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I would love to see Big Red go back to back. Uh, I think that team deserves it. They're fun to watch. Gail, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, a, a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. 
boy, man, would that be just fireworks. It'd be one of those things where you, you, you can't, you can't blink. You know I mean? You have to watch every single second and not go to the bathroom or not miss an ounce of that game. Forget the taco dip, forget the, you know, forget the cheese and pepperoni plat, whatever you might have, forget going to the fridge. No, you got to sit there and you got to watch that entire game. Cause if you blink, you might miss something. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I want to see the Chiefs. Um, I I did a podcast with um, Chris Long, and we talked to Travis Kelsey. He's a really cool guy. Um, he told us about the plays that Andy made. It's called Catching Kelsey. Um, and and after after Kelsey uh, get he got a touchdown with it. Andy told them, he said, they still couldn't catch you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I can't, I can't tell you how, how awesome it is and how, how proud, you know, I am. And I know Gail is too, of, of really the moves you have made with this podcast and the people that you were talking to people that honestly, it, it would, it would take me a lifetime to talk to all the types of just, I mean, you're talking to Travis Kelsey out there. You're talking to Chris Long. Chris Long only answered one of my tweets one time, and it was because I made fun of his, uh, you know, favorite rap album of the 90s selections or something like that. You know what I mean? He, he, he bodied me on a tweet. Um, so you guys, you were really talking to some amazing people and getting the job done. So, you know, hats off to you, little man. You were, you're killing it over there. And at the end of the day, you're always bringing the good energy. And uh, I think you consistently bring the heat, bring the heat with the guests and bring heat with the good vibes. Uh, continue to keep on progressing. Hey, I'm a cheerleader now. We're Geo fans. Yeah. Stan. Geo Stan. Geo yeah. Stan. It was really cool to talk to players like Travis Kelsey and DK Metcalf. I, I never thought I would, but. That's pretty cool. About coming to Philadelphia? What? Did you ask DK about coming to Philadelphia? No. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for being on. Got it. I appreciate it. Anytime you need me, we're, we're here. Um, you know, like, again, man, it's, it's, it's a rough time for Eagle fans at this moment. But you can sit back, evaluate, watch the reality show develop, you know, have have fun with it. But at the end of the day, man, just keep room for your birds, Gio, and uh, you're, you're putting out a great product. Thank you. All right. So, guys, listen, um, don't worry. Even though the bird season is over, I'm going to be covering the uh, other teams in the playoffs and the Super Bowl also. Philly season is coming up, so I'll be making podcasts about the Phillies, and I'll be doing birds in the offseason. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Ball co-host Connor Miles. And I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So you go to DraftKings and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account 
with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you millions. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play. That's dkng.co slash b-r-a-w-l-p-o-d to play. Quick Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl. What's going on, everybody? It's Connor Miles, co-host of the Eagles Brawl here. I just want to give a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors. That's Manscaped. Go ahead. The holidays are here. It's time to get your loved ones trimmed and nicely trimmed, that is, by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BRAWL. That's B-R-A-W-L to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. You know it. He knows it. He needs to trim up. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off your order and free shipping when using promo code BRAWL. B-R-A-W-L. Support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl, when purchasing an item off of Manscaped.com and also take care of that person you love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 